0: The constant energy, the tight turns and bustle of the city. Some are just happy to survive it. Others were destined to conquer it. The Lexus UX and UX F-Sport crossovers with a 33 MPG combined estimate and the most advanced standard safety system in its class. Experience
1: amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more. 2020 UX versus 2019 and 2020 competitors. Information from manufacturers' websites as of 8-13-2019. 2020 Lexus UX 200, EPA 29 city, 37 highway, 33 combined MPG estimates. Actual mileage will vary.
2: Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, You've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA Curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th Inn's Sports Network crew, powered by Isagenix. All right, the extra extra in podcast with the 12th in Sports Network, powered by
3: Isagenix. Episode number 41, so we're coming to you on the week of the world's men's championship in Las Vegas, Nevada, getting going on Saturday, with the women's world championship in North Bay just wrapped up. Price Atkinson here, joined by my co-host Joe Calabrese with TESN, Joe Good curling, my friend. What a weekend we had.
1: Yeah, no kidding. And what a great women's world. So, uh, a nice result out of the of Team USA, uh, Jamie Sinclair and her teammates. Uh, fourth place finish. Uh, excellent result in... Just shows you how deep our program really is.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Is uh, Sinclair, they go six and six in round robin play. They get one of the, I guess they were the six seed, the final seed is the playoffs change now where the top two get a bye. And then, so three versus six, and then uh, four versus five. And, you know, just a great result for Jamie. I know that the girls were, were disappointed. Talk to him afterwards. I know they were a little bit down. I look, it's a consolation prize, but I'll, I'll say that there's nothing that they should have felt down about at all because to make the playoffs, to make the top four, to have a shot and play for a medal, which they did, coming up, I mean, just short uh, to the Russians and Wasieva, Just, it was a heck of a performance, especially against Jennifer Jones in round two, who they faced. Uh, you know, in the uh, semifinal. To get down like they did, and to come all the way back to—I mean—to fight, scrap, claw their way back into it, uh, I believe only to tie it. I, like I said, I mean, I told them, I said, I will, I will go show my kids that video in that game, just because of the perseverance you guys showed in not just you know folding, because they didn't, they did nothing but fold, and like Jamie said, we had to mix it up, we had to throw the kitchen sink at them, and that's what they did, and damn it, it damn near worked.
1: Yeah, you know, this, you could call this team, team resiliency. I mean, this is a team that, you know, despite that six and six record, I think five of their games, the losses came down to the last rock, uh, of the game. And, and so this team's record could have been much, much better if that had gone even 50, 50, um, they would have been, you know, I think the, the three seed going in instead of the six seed in a tiebreaker, um, you know that that game against uh, Canada, both actually both games against Canada, the round robin and the uh, mm-hmm. and the playoff game, you know they got off to some rough starts, and in that second one, it looked like it was going to get away from them in that semifinal, and they oh, yeah. just battled back over and over and over. They they traded their two for ones, and they got right back in it. Uh, and you know Jennifer Jones closes out games generally, and and so you got to put her away, and and unfortunately they didn't this time. But uh, you know I, I, it's just the more experience for this team. Um, and getting them in the right situations against the best teams in the world. They're going to be the type of team that pulls us out. Yeah,
3: Yeah. The experience that Jamie and that entire team got, you know, at world championships to be, you know, in the hack with that kind of pressure that that's, you can't duplicate it. Jerry and I talked a little bit about it last week where you just win or lose. It doesn't matter. You can't find, you can't replicate that type of situation Really, in any other instance outside of maybe the Olympics, maybe a Nationals, but really not even a U.S. Nationals has anything like that because that place was packed to the roof, you know, as they were uh, fighting back against the Canadians. But I mean, just you know the the experience that they will all take away from that is only going to make them all better players, especially Jamie, you know, calling games and throwing the last rocks. Joe.
1: Yeah, you know this is the type of uh, event that Jamie really needed. She needed to have that that international exposure to all these different teams. Um, you know, they got it in bits and pieces in different ways throughout the year. Um, but this is, you know, this is the main event, you know, other than the Olympics. This is what you're, you're going for is that world championship. And And now she's got, you know, one of these under her belt, and it won't be a surprise to her the next time around.
3: Yep. No doubt about that. So congratulations to Team Sinclair, Team USA, You know, Scott Baird, their coach, and Derek Brown. Just you know, know they wanted hardware, but just a hell of a performance, and we're all just really, really proud of the job they did. All right, Mixed Double – or it's not Mixed Doubles. Mixed Nationals is going on right now, Joe, in Lakeville, Minnesota, outside the Twin Cities area there. And, you know, round-robin play is over halfway done or maybe right at the halfway point. I know it's – I think it might just be barely half over. Over. But look at the top of the standings. How about our man Sean Murray, uh, tied four and one with the lead, uh, and tied with Evan Workin. How about Evan Workin skipping the North Dakota mixed team? You know, Workin uh, was on that uh, team Brundage that we saw out in Fargo.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Some some good names here at the top of this leaderboard. Uh, Murray playing for Team Michigan. Uh, they have two uh, Michigan folks on their team, and Sean's sort of one of the imports. Yep. Uh, four and one right now. You got Evan Workin with Jordan Brown throwing second. Uh, uh, they're at four and one also, and then you've got the, the East Coast teams. Emily Anderson, Caitlin Meraldo. Uh, and uh is from the Rochester Curling Club. We're, we're certainly pulling for her here in uh, Rochester. Yep. They're both three and two, and then you know there's just a uh, there's three more teams one one game back, and and Minnesota's likely to get some some reinforcements once say, Alex Carlson gets uh, gets back. Uh, she qualified with her team. They've been playing with three, so hopefully she makes it back and is able to uh, participate.
3: Jeez, what a schedule Alex has had. My goodness. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my goodness. A heck of a travel schedule she's had. But, yeah, that will be a shot in the arm for them uh, once she gets back. And, you know, uh, really good uh, event going on there in Lakeville. It's uh, going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. I saw uh, uh, Jordan Brown also is is playing on the North Dakota team. Uh, you know, that basically him and Evan m- and make up half of that team, Brundage, so uh, good to see them. Uh, also, Rachel Workin and uh, you know Evan's wife, and then Christina Lammers on that team. So you know they're continuing a little bit of that North Dakota uh, spirit that we saw in Fargo. There,
1: yeah, absolutely. It's a really solid team. i wouldn't surprise me at all if they wound up uh, at the top of the standings at the end of the round robin. Um, some, like I said, some really strong teams here, and you know it's it's a great event um, as it now leads to a, a world. So um, you know these teams are they're trying to make it to a world championship and. Uh, we've got a, a number of really solid teams uh, that could be representing us there.
3: Yeah, something else to touch on here before, uh, before we uh, go to some of our guests. Rich Ruinen, the skip of uh, Team Persinger, going to talk with him. Uh, John Killerin, the event manager for the 2018 Men- Men's World Curling Championships in Las Vegas. He's going to join us. And then special guest, Lori, co-host of Two Girls in a Game. She's going to join Joe and I in the final segment. So we've got a stacked and packed show here on episode 41 of the Extra Extra In, Joe, uh, something you mentioned a little bit earlier, West Texas Curling. You can follow them on Twitter, at West TX Curling. These guys based out of Midland, Texas. They've got a uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting, pretty awesome fundraiser that they've got going to try and bring curling to West Texas. Tell everybody about it.
1: Sure, if you go to GoFundMe and you and you search for brooms and ice time for curling, that's the uh, brooms and ice time for curling. You can check out the West Texas Curling Club and in their efforts to um, to put together some some ice time for their curling club uh, in West Texas, now, they have a goal of about six thousand dollars. As of uh, this moment, looks like they have nine hundred and ninety dollars raised. Um, but you know, this is a hearty group of people. <laughs> they they were willing to drive eight hours uh, just to pick up their first set of stones. So uh, I'm pretty excited for uh, the possibility that uh, curling can make it to West Texas, and you know that's one of those areas that we probably never expected to be in. But you know, with the uh, the Schuster Gold, um, you know, we're going to be opening up clubs all over the place. I think now, and this is just one great example of
3: that. Yeah, it's awesome. If you want to help uh, help the West Texas Curling Club again, uh, you can go to uh, GoFundMe.com. Uh, you can also check them out on Twitter, as I just mentioned, at WestTXCurling their website westtexascurlingclub.com you mentioned you know this club I know uh, I believe Huntsville Alabama the iceplex there in Huntsville I guess they're going to be starting a uh, a curling league there so pretty pretty cool stuff joe you see this stuff spreading nationwide right now with everything that happened with the winter olympics it's just awesome
1: Yeah, this is just the beginning of the growth of the game in the U.S.
3: Yep. All right, uh, before we get out of here, Rich Rooney going to join us in the next segment, going to talk about all about their preparations for Las Vegas, uh, everything going on as Team Persinger gets ready to descend on Sin City. Uh, Joe, uh, you you went to a uh, spiel last weekend.
1: I did. It's called the Gordon International, and it's a really cool event between the Grand National Curling Club and a number of curling clubs in the Montreal area. And um, 20 teams for each side, they descended upon our curling club and the Mm -hmm. Utica curling club. So 40 games were played in the the Gordon Cup, so to speak, and it's a points event. So all the points from each individual game add up. And for the first time in history, this event started in 1884, as far as I can tell. Wow. um, It ended up in a 288 to 288 tie which is the most crazy thing I've ever seen in curling. But uh, it came down to the final two games. Uh, USA was down uh, by seven. Uh, One game, the U.S. won by seven. And then uh, the uh, Canadian teams were up by – or I'm sorry, were down by four in the final game and roared back with a single, single, and a steal of two. And uh, they wound up tying the event. And so uh, everybody – Everybody wins and everybody loses, and everybody thinks about, hey, that one shot that we just missed um, cost us the uh, the win. So it was a, a really exciting event and a lot of fun, and something that we've done for uh, about five years now. And I hope to get invited back.
3: Good curling, man! Sounds like a fun weekend was had by you guys there uh, in Rochester. So job well done.
1: Yeah, we we did we did okay. Our team was plus nineteen, so we definitely contributed. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, again, we got uh, a packed lineup here on episode 41. Uh, Rich Ruining coming up in the next segment. After that, John Killerin, who is the event manager of the World Curling Men's World Curling Championships. It's going to be held in Las Vegas starting Saturday. Lori from Two Girls in a Game. Joe, she's going to join us in the final segment. Should be a lot of fun having her on for the very first time. But when we come back, Joe. We will have Rich Ruinen, a guy who is never at a loss for words, even with a little bit of a hoarse voice from a fun weekend at the House of Arts. He'll give us a report from that and much more. Rich Ruinen coming up next here on the Extra Extra Inn. All right, episode 41 of the Extra Extra in podcast with the 12th Inn Sports Network, powered by Sogenics. Moving right along, and we're going to move out to the Twin Cities as Team Persinger led by Greg Persinger, Rich Ruinen, Phil Tilker, and Colin Huffman getting ready to descend on Vegas along with their fifth Chris Plies. But we've got the man throwing third stones but skipping this team, Richie Ruinen, the one that's never at a loss for words, joining us. Uh, Richie, what's happening? You're ready to descend on one of your favorite cities in America. I know the excitement is about to bubble over.
4: Yeah, can't wait, Price. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we're excited to get on the road for Vegas uh, this week, and just got the uniforms in today, so it's it's all becoming pretty real right now.
3: Yeah, it's a place I know that you really enjoy, and you know this is going to be a great time. I mean, uh, after everything that we've gone through this year, but before we kind of go to Vegas, you know, just real quick, taking one quick step back, something that you were a part of, real quick. You lived to tell about it. You survived Duluth, <laughs> otherwise known as. House of Hearts weekend, raising money for Project Joy. An incredible weekend with what you guys turned in. I know it was also an incredible weekend of fun. Just kind of give us a, uh, you know, just a little bit of a taste of this year's House of Hearts raising an incredible amount of money for an amazing cause.
4: Yeah, it was a fantastic weekend. So much fun. The people are just so great. And it's all about raising money for the kids and uh, just a great group of skips from all over the world. Um, great, you know, the people that they pay to play with us and it's such an honor to have them raise money and then pick us to play. I think John went first overall, Schuster, you know, for the most fun, uh, the most money raisers and I went second. So it was kind of a big honor and we just had a great time, um, you know, not a lot of great curling is necessarily going on out there, but but a lot of fun, and it's just such a great cause for these kids. I mean, we're I think it turned out to like nineteen thousand one hundred forty four uh, meals that we got for these kids seventy five or seventy six thousand dollars raised. That was the most by far ever. We I think the I think last year was around fifty or a little bit more, and this was you know, $25,000 more than that. So just a, it's just such a fantastic event for Project Joy. And, you know, Chris's family, Chris Ply's family Mm -hmm. runs that. And they, you know, for $4, you can, you can feed a kid for the weekend. So it's just such a, a tangible thing that people can see, you know, a lot of times when you give money to charities, you don't know what it's going for and, and you don't really see it. And here you, it is every time you raise $4, a kid is being fed and, and a hundred percent of that goes back to, to them and the, the committee just worked so hard on it and there are some great things that were auctioned off and raised a lot of money i think the brad gushu jersey went for like 800 wow, sign wow. you know a jason zucker stick for <clears throat> 750 i think it was and maybe another seven for the parisi autographed uh, wild jersey so those things are going for big money and and we couldn't do it without the help of you know, curlers and celebrities, like, like what members of the wild and things like that. So it's just a fantastic, um, fantastic thing. And, and you, you, when you leave there, you really do feel good. We're all a big family and, yeah. and curling, curling is a, becoming a bigger community, but it is really a small community. And to raise that kind of money, Uh, you know, it's just fantastic.
3: Well, I know he's had a tendency over the years to let it all hang out and have uh, as much fun as humanly possible, but no chance that Tyler George got too wild and crazy where he put a gold medal up, uh, for auction, did he?
4: Uh, He didn't. I tried. I tried real hard (laughs) to get it from him. But but you'd be amazed at how many people had those things and I didn't see them near it. So they they were letting people wear it all around and take pictures. And it was really nice of them. And it's a great, great thing for someone to be able to put on a gold medal and just see it and and you know feel it and uh because they're they uh they were all over the place I, I think they had pictures with just about everybody so it was nice to see and, and Tyler you know I don't think he took it too easy I took it a little easier because we got a big week coming up but but uh overall we had a lot of fun and did a lot of good
3: yeah absolutely well congratulations to everybody with Project Joy the Ply's family Chris himself Who's going to be your fifth out in Vegas and you know that was one place I wanted to start because you know you've been with Chris uh, twice now this year um, it's been an interesting year for you Richie I mean you, you you finished last year with team Burr and really kind of you know making the turn last summer you know you get approached by heater McCormick and, and Chris to, uh, to be their fifth be their alternate on team McCormick you you play with them through the Olympic trials obviously was the best of three you guys come up short to Schuster and crew and then you move over and Brady Clark uh, is out and then they ask you and you move in this has been a really a wild kind of year, little over a year for you with everything you've gone on with that's gone on.
4: Yeah, it has been. It's uh, <laughs> been kind of crazy. You know, I played uh, <clears throat> on a real fun team last year with Todd and mm-hmm. John and Tom and Team Burr, and you know we finished second and Schuster beat us drawn drawn basically full floor to win. Yep. And and then I you know I felt honored when I was asked to to you know be on Team McCormick and have a chance to go to Go to the Olympics. I thought I could add a lot to their team, even if I wasn't playing. And and I think I did that. I I I gave it everything I had, and and um you know basically, even though I was the fifth, I became a coach for them. And so, um, you know, we gave it our all and came up a little short. So that's, you know, in the last year, two second places. So it was <laughs> it was great to get in uh, to get another chance to play. And I and they were they were kind enough to say, yeah, Rich. You know, I told them I didn't have many years left. And and uh, you know, Colin and Greg and Phil had asked me to play in nationals, and and I'd like to give it a go. And they were yeah. great. You know, if we and if we when we beat you, they said <laughs> we will we'll take you as our fifth you know yeah. um and so no we're we're all good friends you know um it was it was you know one of the best moments of my life to win that and and get to go to represent the world again but i also had yeah. A little pain in my heart because chris and and those guys are sure. you know they're they're some of my best friends and yeah. and i know how devastated we were when we when we lost to schuster and took second and then to have have them take second again i mean i felt great for myself but i also felt really really bad and it was there was no question we were asking chris to be our fifth man he's a good friend and he can play any position uh and and he's all around good guy and is going to do his job just like i did it when i was their fifth so yeah. so but i'm really excited and 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 happy that we got him on board and, and we're
3: really ready to go. Yeah. I know he's excited. I, you know, I see the hurt in, in Chris's face right after the trials, all everybody's face and, you know, certainly just in the immediate aftermath of the game uh, there in Fargo where you guys, uh, you guys took down McCormick in that final. But I uh, know yeah, he's incredibly excited to have this opportunity again. And, you know, to represent Team USA, what was it like? I know you made travel plans and those kind of things and getting ready for Vegas, a place that's near and dear to you uh, with your love for pull tabs. But getting those Team USA uniforms this week, did that kind of hit home and kind of sink in when you pulled those things out? So, whoa, here we go, wearing the Stars yeah. and Stripes.
4: Yeah, it just happened an hour ago, actually. I I was sitting at my office here, and all the uniforms are delivered to me because they're real easy for a business place here. And so <laughs> I, I saw, I got an email saying, your package has arrived from UPS. And I went out there, and there was this huge box of stuff and awesome. opened it up and pulled out, you know, opened my package with my name on it. And I'm <sighs> like, wow, these are awesome jerseys. Yeah. They look great. It's going to be, it just really starts to hit home that, man, we're leaving in two days, to go represent the USA, you know, in in worlds and, um, I'm so excited. I I'm, I really am. It's and I think all the guys are. And it's been a lot of work. You know, it's a you only have three weeks, and you know the ladies had even less than that. Yeah. And you just have so much to do to get ready. I mean, we had we had t-shirts made, and we got these wristbands made so we can hand them out to the crowd, and had to get photo cards made, and you know get our brooms and heads and all this stuff. So and we had three weeks to do it, and so. It has been absolutely crazy and then throwing the House of Hearts on top of it and you know, but it it's 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 all real fun stuff and in the end it's gonna um it's gonna be great. Yeah, uh, we're gonna give it our all and we hope to be hanging around at the end of the week.
3: Continue with Rich Ruinin' on episode forty one throws third stones but skips team Persinger and you know you touched on something a few minutes ago Richie 10 years ago you got to have your first and in your last uh time that you played for team USA at the world championship and this is you know 10 years ago from when it was last ironically here in the United States But the chance to do this again, to me that's a pretty enviable but also really cool position to say you've done it twice. The last time I was here, you were on Team USA. And the fact you're going to get to do this again, but this time it's not North Dakota, it's in Las Vegas. Yeah. it's
4: Fantastic. My favorite city in the world. And I've been a lot of places, (laughs) you know, Um, but, but what's more fantastic is Las Vegas allows our family and our friends to go watch us play. You know, if you're over in Europe, you know, and and you're in Sweden or something like that, Mm. you know, you got 400 people watching only. And, and most of them are family, if they can even afford to go, but the most of our families of the other competitors and to be able to hang out in Las Vegas with, hundreds of your best friends. I mean, it's just, it's going to be phenomenal. And I think you're going to see the crowd is going to be crazy for the U.S. Um, you know, there's a lot of Canadians there obviously coming and they, they, they will probably have a majority of the people, but I can tell you already, I know a couple hundred people that are going minimum and, and I, I probably don't know all of them that are going yet. And plus, I think we're going to get some casual fans that just want to go see it. Yeah, it happen to be in Vegas that, you know, usually will cheer for the U.S. So i I think it's going to be loud and crazy and um, you know, you just got to play within yourself and not let it, not let it affect you too much. But, but um I'm I'm really excited. Yeah. Really I, excited. And I
3: think one of the things is, that's gonna be no no question advantage USA is you know, after Schuster and those guys they go to the Olympics, win a gold medal, you know, the excitement, just the appetite everybody's got for curling nationwide right now, you know, clearly that's gonna be in play in Vegas. And then I know having a pep rally with the gold medalists themselves, Team Schuster, are gonna be there on Saturday to get really kind of just if you're going to need any more of adrenaline boost, which obviously you're not I mean no, you're just going to hit the minute you step foot off the plane, you know, at McCarran International Airport, but you get those guys that are going to give everybody in the crowd, not just you all, but that crowd and team USA fans a boost. I mean, it's really setting up to just to be an electric atmosphere, not just for curling fans, but for USA curling.
4: Oh, absolutely. The the uh, the uh, fervor that's just out there right now and even seeing it at the House of Hearts this weekend, you know, all the people just saying they're coming and they're they're pumped and people just saying, you know, that lived in like guys came from Hollywood and all that. I might like, just drive over. I'm so pumped, you know, yeah. and so it it's going to be it's going to be electric. Having, having uh, team shooter there is a, is great. I mean, they're going to, they're ambassadors of curling right now and they're going to, they're going to get the people, you know, fired up too. I mean, I'm sure they want us to carry it on just as much as we wanted them to win a gold medal. They want us to too. So, uh, so we can keep this kind of fervor going and, and really uh, keep, keep uh USA curling uh going across the country because the, the it is it is crazy and yeah. people and my social media and I don't even have Twitter <laughs> yet. Um but I uh but it's just crazy. Every post is curling and everything's about, you know, the House of Hearts or the or the gold medal or, or you know Vegas curling, whatever it is. It's just it's just blowing up. So um I'm I can't be more excited. I couldn't think of a better place to have it and I just gotta Focus on curling, so that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Yep.
3: All right, let's get to the competition at hand. You guys are going to open with Japan. That's going to be the There's two sessions on Saturday. uh, Really, an afternoon and then there an evening session. You guys are going to be in that second session. Opening ceremonies will obviously take place before everything gets going, but you'll take on Japan. That's going to be a six thirty local start time on sheet B. You know, but just you know, when you look at the teams, you look at the competition. I I, nobody's anointing favorites because the last time I did it for the olympics canada and sweden obviously brad gushu and uh nicholas adine you know adine played in the olympics thought it was a two-horse race we saw what happened there but this this field you look at the teams adine gushu clearly might be the headliners in terms of name and what they've done before on tour uh and at the world level but the way you guys played in in fargo you guys play like that again and do it at the world championships in las vegas to me there's no question in my mind you guys are playing for hardware
4: yeah I mean if we play like that we we can beat anybody and you're going to have to play that well to beat teams like Gushu or or Adeen uh I mean I I've watched a lot of Gushy's games this year and I yeah. was at one of the slams. And I mean, if you're not shooting 90%, you don't really have a chance. Right. So, <clears throat> but that's what we shot at nationals. And if we play like that, we can beat anybody, but you know, there's, there's a lot of good teams. It's a deep field. I mean, you add Moat and Wallastead. Moat oh, yeah. from uh, from Scotland and Wallastead from Norway. Yep. And there are arguments, pretty good arguments that those two teams were better than the two that went to the Olympics, um, you know, this year. And how they played right, so right. Um, you know there's a good argument that that those next two teams are stronger you know and then the rest of the field still pretty good um so uh there's going to be a lot of tough games a lot of the olympic teams are there although i did just hear that i think Japan's sending aoki instead of morizumi so i was surprised a little bit there um yep. and um i think china is is sending their second team that was at curling night in america zoo Instead, yep. of, uh, instead of, uh, um, uh, Lou. So, uh, that's a little bit of a change that we didn't expect. And, and so I think our, our, uh, first games against Aoki rather than more zoomy. So anyway, but we're really excited. I mean, there's it's still a deep field, um, but, you know, and I, and obviously Gushu and Adina are the favorites, but those other couple I mentioned are pretty damn good teams, too. So we're going to have to play well, and the goal is to make the playoffs. You know, um, play well and make the playoffs, and then you got to either play two or three really good games. And if you do, you have a chance to win.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's a running... uh. Uh, keep this thing going because obviously Schuster did it. Jamie Sinclair this past weekend came. You know they make the playoffs and come up just a hair short of a uh, medal there in North Bay, Ontario. But you know, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to have your family there, your dad. I mean, your kids. Uh, just w- what a special time this is going to be for for all of you guys. You know to have this opportunity. And you know, uh, you know, before we wrap up, this is not going to be the end for you guys, Richie, because you guys now qualify for the Champions Cup, so you'll get to play in the last. Slant of the season that one's going to be in Calgary so you know more curling and it doesn't just end in Las Vegas for you guys.
4: Yeah, we were just thinking about that this weekend. And Colin and I were driving home from the House of Hearts, and he's like, "We got to book our tickets for Calgary." And I'm like, "Oh, geez, we have to do more before we <laughs> go to Vegas." So that's what we're doing. We're looking at tonight and filming a couple of things for for uh, for Worlds, and you know, tonight. So we still have a lot of work to do just before we get out of town on Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, we're excited to play in that too. But I'm putting that on the back burner, and I we got we got to come out ready to play this week. And I, I think, you know, I've never been with a a group of guys that's this, this pumped and this ready to go. So I think, I think we're going to, I think we're going to play well. I feel really good about how we're doing and how we're throwing them. And uh, like I said, play well, hang around, be there at the end of the week and then try to make some noise. So that's, that's the goal.
3: All right, I'm going to feel like an idiot asking you this question because I don't know the answer to, especially when it's going to be Final Four weekend in Vegas. You've got the Masters next week, which the sports books, I can't imagine what those are going to be like. But do they have pull tabs in Vegas? They do on on some of them, but see – Pull tabs is what I play in
4: Minneapolis in, in and <laughs> Minnesota because they don't have craps. So craps is my game, oh. and so I I can't I can't play that unless I go to Wisconsin. And then in Wisconsin they don't they don't have odds behind a lot of times. It's like only double odds rather than three, four, five. Those of you who play craps understand that. So I am. Um, Vegas I I spend a lot of times a lot of time at the craps table. Yeah. So pull tabs they do have them at some places but not many and and really really that's not my game there. That's just what I'm stuck to play. <laughs> that's, but that, I'm that, looking for final four though. I I'm, I'm betting on the final four for sure. Oh, that's so,
3: that's small But Pull tabs is small potatoes for you yeah. out there. All right, so the first thing you do when you get to Vegas it's not to go find the pull tabs. It's not go to go find a cra- a good craps table. First thing is to do is to go to the sports book and find out what are the odds on team Persinger winning worlds. Tell me, what are the odds, Richie?
4: I don't know. I haven't <laughs> checked that out yet, but I'm guessing it's going to be 20 to one or something like that. But I got to be careful of the Pete Rose scandal. Oh, you know, yeah. Wanna, yeah. I'm not supposed to bet on uh curling. So we'll, uh, I'll just stick at the craps table and hammer down, hammer down some good money there and throw some on, uh, a final four team like to see Loyola win it and now who's left. So, um, but no, I'm going to throw, I'll probably throw some money down on that. I'm actually going to the Vegas Knights game Wednesday night. We're going a day early Uh, Phil Drobnik and Chris and uh, Hammy. We're, we're all going to the Vegas Knights game and then, I'll have Thursday all day to get the gambling out of my system. And then Friday we start with team meetings and, and practice and stuff. So I I allowed myself one day to go crazy and uh, just gamble, no drinking or anything, just gambling, but it'll be fun
3: Third for Team Pooh Bear, also Team Persinger, but skipping and on the broom. Rich Ruinen. Look, Richie, all the best. Good luck. Go, Team USA. To say we're behind you, it's just beyond an understatement. Everything I'm bringing, it's all going to have Team USA of some kind, red, white, or blue on it. Look, all the best. Good luck. Give them hell. All
4: right. Thanks for having me and giving us that podcast bump. Looking forward to it.
3: There you go. That's Rich Ruinen right here on the X Trek Trend. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in here to the Extra Extra Inn. We got a special guest here joining us from the Desert in Las Vegas, John Killer, the event manager of the 2018 world men's curling championships going down starting saturday opening ceremonies at orleans arena in las vegas as i mentioned john is the event manager and just excited to have him on to tell everybody you know just a lot of the things going on around the world men's curling championships this weekend we get a taste of the women's last weekend but boy john just thank you for taking a few minutes here curling in las vegas sign me up
5: Well, hey, we're happy to do it. Anybody else that wants to come out uh, (laughs) starting this weekend for the following weekend, you know, you referred right off the top to the desert. And we now, I think Las Vegas over the last few years, we think we've now become the world's curling oasis. Yeah. Uh, You know, bottom line is that curling has taken off really well here. A lot of fans like to come uh, to Las Vegas for a lot of different reasons. And certainly for curling fans now to have their sport uh, showcased in the manner in which it's been over the last few years and now. Really, at a higher level with the world men 's championship, um, you know we 're certainly thrilled to be getting ready to welcome everybody to town. The first teams are uh, uh, are getting ready to come into town and and we 're uh, excited to start welcoming them
3: boy what just what an awesome time this is going to be, and you know just talk about it because this is going to be really a, a a true party and celebration of the sport Un, unlike anything we 've really seen I can think of in the last several years. I mean you guys have had some continental cups. Uh, and the you know world championships have gone to some fabulous places around the globe, but you know the atmosphere you know, what Vegas brings just you know on a normal day, and then you bring the spirit coming out of the Olympics, a gold medal, and obviously all those things this is really going to be a big celebration of curling
5: well yeah, we absolutely think so uh, one we definitely want to keep there's certainly some traditions and norms that people see with a world championship, and we mm-hmm. certainly want to. You know, respect those. There's going to be some wonderful Hall of Fame inductions along the way, which tend to happen year to year. And we're thrilled that some of those inductees have chosen to have their uh, reception here in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, at the same time, uh, we want to bring things to the curling fan and and the players and and the officials everybody's coming that they may not get anywhere else and and most notably and you probably have seen us promoting it mm-hmm. uh you know uh, price when was the last time you came to a curling event and got to go to a pool party with your <laughs> sunblock and sunglasses <laughs> I,
3: I i can tell you that never and the fact that the patch is going to be outside poolside i mean look i, I i'm just bursting at the excitement just to get there john it's just i can hardly contain it just simply the, the amenities Going on around the event itself, I, I just don't know where to begin.
5: Yeah, and then you know, and then the Orleans themselves have done a wonderful job. I mean, yep. one to open up the pool in such a way, we're thrilled to do it. You know, we've actually had the pool pool open in a couple of Januarys, which is not the norm even here in Las Vegas. It's yep. usually a maintenance time. But, you know, when the Canadians come down January, the temperatures here are much, much balmier than where they're coming from. And they're they open up the pool. So the Orleans did. But now, it's I mean, we're looking at uh, seeing the forecast for sunny and in the low 80s. I mean, we couldn't ask for better weather starting this weekend, um, you know, and, and then beyond that, we've got uh, opportunities for people with some of the I'm looking out my window now at one of the golf courses in the no. distance. That we have discounts at the helicopter tours of the Grand Canyon and Hoover Dam, and the LA and the Vegas Strip, uh, pink jeep tours of Red Rock Canyon. There are so many different things on our website that people can go to, so they can even enhance beyond curling uh, the experience they're going to have while they're here in Las Vegas.
3: Yeah, I continue with John Killer, in the event manager of the 2018 World Men's Curling Championship, that website he referenced, Las Vegas Curling. Dot rocks. I don't know if I've ever gone to a website with a uh, last name or last part of the URL. Dot rocks. That's how cool this is going to be. You mentioned the Orleans Arena. Before we get to some of the things regarding or uh, going on inside and around the event, I mean Orleans Arena itself. I mean, you have obviously the arena. You got the pool. The patch is going to be poolside. You got fourteen restaurants. I mean, eight hundred seat showroom. I mean, you've got a bowling alley. I can't remember how many lanes are in there. This is just a 70. incredible facility. You're <laughs> I mean, you're not even going to want to leave to go out onto the Strip. Everything is going to be right there at your fingertips, Sean.
5: Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I think you left out the, I think it's a 16-screen uh, Cinemark Movie <laughs> Theater or Century Movie Theater. So, I mean, yeah, there's all sorts of things. And for those people who have come to the Continental Cups in the past and are coming back, the Steakhouse, the the Japanese and Sushi restaurant uh, have been redone. The I- Old Irish Pub is gone, and a new Bailiwick Sports Gaspro mm-hmm. Pub is in. So even for those people that have come, in the last couple, three years to Continental Cups, their experience here is going to be different, uh, you know, and and yeah, you, can, you could actually, I joke with people, you could come check into the hotel, get your room, go to the curling every day, uh, eat in restaurants, go to a show, do whatever you want and never literally walk outside if you didn't want to. But of course, with the way the weather is, we assume people are going to want to. And as always. Uh, you know the property would love you to spend your money here mm-hmm. and, and staying here, and so many people are, and they appreciate it. They're a great partner. They have been from day one and back in 2014. But they also do run the free shuttle bus service that'll take you right from this hotel and drop you off right by that high roller Ferris wheel on the Strip. Wow. They even provide you a discount coupon to the high roller Ferris wheel in the booklet when you check into the hotel when you get your discount coupon. So yeah, they know that you want to experience things elsewhere, and the Orleans uh, is is willing to make that happen with those free shuttle. That operate from about nine in the morning to midnight, uh, seven days a week.
3: I mean, as a sports guy myself, being in town with the national championship in the final four, bookend it with the Masters the following weekend. But to me, obviously, and for you, the chart topper is the World Men's Curling Championships that everybody can check out again. Las Vegas curling rocks. You guys have hosted three continental cups there before, John. How is this this going to be different hosting a world championship?
5: Well, a world championship, uh, other than the Olympics, is the biggest honor a curler can achieve uh, in their career. So we know that the 13 countries and the teams that are coming here are all focused on getting that chance to prove that they are the best team in the world at this time, at this event. Uh, And that it it is also somewhat, you know, I know the players championship comes up in a week or so, but Mm -hmm. otherwise it's kind of the big culmination of the curling season. Uh, so again, there's that. So as you talk about, it's a bit of a celebration to what, you know, is getting to be an ever longer season for curling, which is great because there's more opportunities for the curlers to show their skills around the world. So I think for us, it's, it's of course a time management situation where, uh, it's, you know, more than double the amount of time that we devoted to the continental cup, which was a four day event. Uh, but, I also want to commend the World Curling Federation because that thirteen team format that they 've adopted is great for management. I was actually at the world Curling Congress and and lobbied uh, for this kind of format because what it does it took tiebreakers out of the uh, the field and and with tiebreakers, you never knew till the night before whether they would be there or not, so it 's hard to uh, schedule staff it 's hard to schedule volunteers so from an organizational standpoint the new 13 team format not only is uh, great for us logistically behind the scenes stuff that we hope that the you know the curling attendees and the fans never have to deal with but boy for fans you know, those round-robin matches on the Friday, mm-hmm. not only at the top of the standings, it's going to be important, but at the bottom, because if you finish at the bottom, my understanding is you get relegated the following year. So it's it's like a lot of other sports. So those uh, last-round-robin matches are going to be really key at both ends of the t- standings table. Uh, and then to see six teams qualify in an Olympic-style playoff format rather than the old page playoff format, I think yep. that, again— adds to the excitement, adds to the ability for people to, uh, to be excited about their country and their teams competing throughout the week. Yeah, no, Canada's
3: going to have a strong presence as always, but, um, you know, the perfect storm really for you guys, for the nation itself, with Schuster and those guys winning the gold medal here in the States. How have you guys been able to tap into that nationwide curling craze? I'm sure you probably have gotten some inquiries from people in places maybe you didn't quite expect to maybe before that all went down in, in the Winter Olympics.
5: You know, we've had a growing, it's been growing over the years with the Continental Cup, and of course, this was just a Herculean leap forward with uh, John Schuster's win. You know, John's team, two of the three Continental Cups, they've been here, they've become friends. We're so thrilled for them, just for their accomplishment, Mm -hmm. and then also what that can possibly do for what has many thought been the sleeping giant of curling the United States. In the sport. So, uh, you know, we are seeing people calling. I got a call the other day from people in North Carolina that want to come. Uh, you know, I've had people from Louisiana call and places, yeah, that you would not think are normal, uh, you know, cold weather in the winter, um, you know, you're out wanting to curl kind of places. So, yeah, we're excited to see what that's like. Uh, we've certainly been promoting to it. We're, we've had a marketing campaign recently going out through e blasts and social media, especially. Trying to basically goad the US fan into trying to make sure that Las Vegas is a US home match and not a Canadian home yeah. match. Not that we have anything against the Canadians coming down, and we'd love them to fill the place too. So, I mean, it's kind of us in a marketing standpoint playing a. Uh, Canada versus the U.S. far uh, far in front of when those two teams collide uh, Thursday evening, uh, April 5th at 6.30 in draw number 17.
3: Alright, wrapping up with John Killer and the event manager, 2018 World Men's Curling Championships in Las Vegas. John, I know there's a lot of things going on around from the start of it with opening ceremonies. Uh, you're going to have a Team USA rally with Persinger and those guys, uh, but joined by members of Team Schuster. I know those guys, the Olympic gold medalists, going to be honored a little bit later in the week. you got Kevin Martin in the middle. I mean, what are some other things going on besides the hall of fame uh you know uh, recognition ceremony with kevin things you know theme nights different things going on around the event
5: well you know there uh, the patches are going to be the traditional patch will be at night with live entertainment up there and yep. we also in the showroom uh three different bands over the course of time this friday lover boy kicks things off wow in the showroom then burton cummings who's a mainstay for curling fans He's coming back this Saturday, Sunday, and also Thursday and Friday, the 5th and 6th of April. And then a band that I remember seeing in my college days back in Reno in 1982, April Wine, is coming uh, Saturday, April 7th in the showroom. They're selling tickets pretty well. So if folks want to come to The Curling and they want to take those shows in, we try to schedule it so that you can get over the show when the curling comes to an end uh, and try not to miss too much of either. Um, so, you know, definitely some tickets still available for those concerts. And, you know, we're actually starting tomorrow, believe it or not. I'm actually looking out my window at the T-Mobile <laughs> arena, just a mile away up the road where the Vegas golden Knights are having their historic first season in the NHL yep. tomorrow, tomorrow night, Matt Hamilton from uh, team Schuster's gold Medal guys is going to get to ring the third period rally siren. And we've got uh, team of I believe team Gushu, Uh, members are all going to be at the game, uh, uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, trying to get a little love off the Vegas Golden Knights get the guys a little bit of relaxation before they get down to business toward the end of the week with their practices on Friday.
3: Yeah, as we wrap up with uh, John in a bond spiel like no other, a 48-hour non-stop bond spiel. That's going to be at the bookend of the event. You guys got mini packs, group outings, tickets start I believe at $25. Hashtag Vegas Rocks is what you want to use through the event. Certainly all the information you need at LasVegasCurling. Rocks. John, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get from South Carolina Carolina and get to uh, Southern Nevada and Las Vegas. It is going to be one
5: Epic week. i that's all I know. Well, price, we're looking forward to getting you and everybody else safely over here to Las Vegas and into town. Look forward to uh, uh, shaking your hand when we see you here, get you settled in. And, uh, you know, especially coming from yet another traditional curling Mecca as South Carolina.
3: <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for a few minutes here on the extra trend. We really appreciate it. Can't wait to see you and meet you in person this weekend. All right, price. Thank you. All right, that's John Killer and the event manager again. The 2018 World Men's Curling Championships. Boy, how awesome is this going to be? The world's curling oasis in the middle of the desert. Las Vegas, Nevada. Can't wait. All right, we'll be back to wrap this episode number 41 up when we come back. All right, final segment of the Extra Extra In podcast, episode 41, Joe Calabrese, Price Atkinson. And now, Joe, we bring in a very special guest for the very first time. We're bringing in Lori, co-host of Two Girls in a Game. Yes, you probably heard that po- podcast. If you haven't, you're missing out. Check them out, It is They are hilarious and fun and everything you want. That Joe and I are not here on the extra, extra End. Lori, see, I'm even fumbling on my words, so excited to get you in here. Welcome to the Extra Extra End.
0: Well, thanks, Price and Joe, for having me. I'm really excited. I'm uh, sad that my sidekick isn't with me today, so you're just going to have to deal with me.
1: Canadian
3: in the house, price. Uh, yeah! You know, in in, in enemy territory is the Canadians now come down to our homeland as we went to theirs last weekend, we come up short. We come up short, which we talked about in the first segment, Joe, at, at the outset. I got to tell you right now, Lori, I know that Jamie lost twice to Jennifer Jones, and Jennifer, you know, they, they obviously captured the world championship, but – as I told Jamie and I told the team uh, after they lost in the playoffs, I, that is a comeback. I know a loss is a loss, but to me that comeback is something I will show and tell my kids about because fighting a home crowd, you, you're, you're, you're basically being run out of the building you know, when the, after the thing just had barely begun. The way they battled and just fought to make it a game and make Jennifer sweat, I could not have been more proud of those girls.
0: Well, that was an interesting situation, and I'm sure all of Canada was biting their nails during that game and reliving what happened between Canada and the U.S. with the men at the Olympics. And probably were a little nervous. And I have to tell you a funny story is I was watching the first, I think, three or four ends and it looked like a runaway game. And it was earth hour up here in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I shut the whole household down and thinking the game was essentially over and when earth hour was finished i went back to the game and it was tied coming home so talk about (laughs) nerve-wracking so i essentially missed the the comeback
1: yeah you can't count that team out apparently Yeah. yeah they they figure out ways to make it make it uh interesting that's for sure
0: well, I was I, I I definitely have to go back and see what happened in the middle part of that game. I I thought wasn't it um, interesting if they could have came out the way they did play in the middle part of the game? Obviously, they found some magic in the first few ends. I don't know what happened, but they definitely were not the sharpest in at the beginning.
4: Yeah,
1: I mean it was an unfortunate beginning for the U.S. for sure. Um, Alex Carlson uh, tried to make a shot. It, it ticked a, a Canadian stone in, in that first end, and that changed. I think the dynamic of the game and and put U.S. in comeback mode right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a tough start, and I'm I'm just proud of the way that they battled back. I mean, yeah. um, from the sixth end on, it, the U.S. really owned that game. It was it was theirs for the taking, and if they uh, could have pulled off a, a good steal situation attempt, you never know what might have happened.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if the two tick shots aren't made, um, nervous times for sure.
1: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, and and huge shout out to the crowds in North Bay, man. That place just looked electric on, you know, the evening draws. And, you know, I think it set the stage, guys, because this one coming up, this uh, starting Saturday in Las Vegas, I mean, Curling in the desert. Yeah, we obviously know what Vegas is all about. This is going to be un- this is going to be a ridiculous scene. I mean, Continental Cups aside, a World Championship in Las Vegas. Then you throw Schuster and those guys who are going to be there at the beginning and the end of the week and the gold medal. I mean, this is going to be. I don't know what the- I. I'm trying to prepare myself what this is going to be like. All I know is it's going to be insane.
0: Yeah, I'm really jealous that I can't join you down there. I have to say.
3: Hey, there There are planes that go from Canada to Las Vegas, Lori, just to let you know. I promise you it does happen. You can join us. There is a way.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, Easter weekend, I probably should stay with the family, though. Well, I don't know.
3: Hey, I'm trying to find a way to get Joe packed into my suitcase to steal him away from the brutal winters of New York. So I'm still working to get him out there. And look, I'm not even I don't even get there until Sunday. Because I got a little bit of a reprieve. I said, they said, you can stay at home. You've got a five and seven year old. You can spend Easter with the Easter bunny in that morning. So I don't even get there until like Sunday night, but look, I know I get it. I get a full, i get a pretty much a full week there. I will send you pictures from the patch and the pool party. Trust me. They're going oh, to be Oh, the
0: pool party sounds amazing with uh, Alls Roots team. I, I can't even, I can't even, but I have to say, you know, you, you better be beach body ready if you're going to be participating in that pool party.
3: Well, here's the thing, Lori. So Joe, I'm kind of curious. Is it, Because here in the States, it's not two-piece season. I'm sure as you guys come down from Canada to Balmy, Las Vegas, it's probably already two-piece season, right?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, Definitely.
3: Yeah. See, here, we're barely even putting on the short sleeve shirts right now. I mean, come on.
0: (laughs) We're hardcore up here, you know. As long as it's double digits, we're going in with the two-piece
3: it's shorts
1: weather here price. It's like 45.
3: It's no big deal. (laughs) Well, the cold front leaves uh, the upside of South Carolina tomorrow. It's still fifties here, but we finally get back to seventies tomorrow. So I'm a little bit conditioned, still got a little bit of white on the legs, but uh, I'm, I might be in the best shape of any of us to go two piece. uh, You you could go
0: for the spray tan, you know, it's the new trend in in the curling world
3: to go. You gotta look good. to go orange. I could go orange. (laughs)
0: <laughs> not orange, not orange.
3: Yeah, but you know what happens as soon as you jump in the pool with the spray tan, you know that orange immediately. Go, you know it's going to be a, like a cloud
1: around me. So I don't know. Do they do they even have spray tan down in the Carolinas? I, that seems like counterproductive. But honestly,
3: I don't know if I've ever seen it at CVS. I know you've got the. Uh, you know, what is it? The fake bakes, you know, your tanning beds, but I, I mean, why, why you don't need to go to one of those things around here. I'm just going to tan naturally in the mornings before morning draws in between draws. So I'm going to just tell Terry, Hey, I just need 30 minutes. I'm just trying to get a little color. I'll be back.
0: Yeah. Just soak up the
1: vitamin D. Yeah,
3: that's just tell right. her
1: you're going to get some interviews price. You'll be fine. No problem. <laughs> I think I can yeah. take
3: the microphone and, and conduct some one on ones So poolside. That's right.
1: All right. Oh, that'll be good.
3: All right, uh, what do you think, Laurie? Uh, Gushu comes down. He's going to be in the house. I I mean, look, Dean, Gushu joked with uh, Richie Ruinen a little bit earlier, you know, look, the last time I anointed two teams from Canada and Sweden, the favorites, that was in the Olympics, and we know what happened there. I don't want to do it again, but, I mean, easily the two biggest name in terms of skips that are going to be there, and I think Gushu got to be the unquestioned favorite.
0: I would, I would definitely say Gushu goes in as the favorite, but you know, Nicadines had a, a couple tough losses, and they're gonna, they're gonna be ready to play too. So I do feel like it'll come down between those two teams in the final. Well,
3: not you, to uh, dis,
0: not to discount the U.S. I don't know your team very well though, so maybe uh, how do you think they're gonna fare? See, I was
3: gonna I say. Think that's- yeah, go yeah, ahead. Joe.
1: Price. I think that's the thing though, is that a lot of people don't know this team that well. Um, maybe from outside, but they are for real. And I think that uh you're gonna circle that uh April fifth uh six thirty game between the US and Canada. The US is probably gonna need that game uh to uh be high up in the playoff hunt. Um I'm I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait.
3: Joe, are you gonna be able to stay up past your bedtime? That's gonna be nine thirty PM here in the <laughs> East
1: yeah I, I think i'll be able to figure that one out <laughs>
3: awesome. all right well look here's the thing about it i i want i want the u.s the, i mean it goes without saying Lori. i want the u.s to defend our homeland here because you know this thing's coming down here we had a little bit of a, a little bit of a rough go up there but proud of jamie and the girls and you know fourth place finish but this is las vegas man you're gonna have royalty in the house uh you're gonna have gold in the house i I I think like Joe does, and not a lot of people know these guys. A lot of the countries, you know, are sending, I don't want to say B-level teams. You know, the Olympian, their top-level teams are sitting out. But, you know, these guys uh, went out, won it fair and square. There was nobody's spot that they took. Um, I mean, they went out and beat McCormick at nationals, the way they played in Fargo, the way they played for a solid week curling, basically, I think everybody was what Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, 90 above 90% for the week. There may have been one that was like 89, but they play like they did in Fargo. They're going to be in the hunt and they're going to be in the hunt for hardware.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this team, the percentages were high. Um, not only that, but I think that just the team composition is, is perfect. Um, they're, they're, they distribute their their responsibilities pretty well and i think that as long as they can give greg the right ice and the right t- you know split times he's he's going to make shots and yeah. i think um, that's very dangerous for other teams because we know how good uh, rich Ruin is as a third and uh, and how uh, the the types of positions he's he's likely to leave uh, greg in are going to be pretty positive yeah
0: i liked what you said though you're right there are a lot of countries that are sending maybe not their top team and that does give the US a really good chance to make playoffs where there also is six teams making the playoffs that also increases their chance to get in there. And don't you think just knowing how well Schuster did, I think that's gonna light their fire and really inspire them. Plus they have home court advantage.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you take that one, Joe.
1: Yeah, I mean the home field advantage thing is is definitely um something I think is going to be in the U.S.'s favor maybe in every game except for maybe the ones against Canada. I mean you know, yeah. we hear that the ticket sales from from Canadians are pretty good uh, but I think that that'll be a pretty evenly uh, split crowd when that game rolls around. Um, I do you know take a look at the, the the teams that are out there. I mean what we're saying about the US other people be saying about their own teams as well yeah. they're not as well known. Uh, but they probably are there to play and and they're expecting good things as well. So I I don't think anybody should be taken lightly in this field.
3: Yeah. I, I completely agree. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Well, what predictions, Lori? You got to give us a prediction before we plug two girls in a game because uh, we have you on here for the first time. It's it's an honor to get you on. Y'all's podcast is what three seasons strong. Your download numbers are ridiculous. You guys have a ton of fun. It's not just curling; it's also gossip. But uh, you know, give us give us your prediction on the men's world championship.
0: Oh, I'm definitely going Canada, and I'm do. I and mean, it's not just because I'm Canadian. I really do think they. Have the best team in the world right
3: now. Okay. Joe?
1: Uh, boy, I, my heart says U.S. Um, just because I've, see, I've seen what this team is capable of, but uh, I think my head is going Canada as well. I, they, they Gushu's team is just so strong, and they have such a history. I think it's going to take quite an effort for the U.S. to upset them, but I, I actually expect the U.S. to be in that final.
3: My prediction is Dr. Double calls a runback double on the final stone. Persinger executes to beat Gushu 8-7 to seven as they trail the final end, playing the seventh. Greg Persinger, a Dr. Double runback that the man, the skipper himself, would be proud of. I'm calling U.S. over Canada. How else could you go wrong with that?
0: That is a That's bold solid. prediction. Look, Very bold price.
3: It was bold having Lori on here. We didn't have to bleep you once, so I consider that bold move a success. Tell us uh, two girls in a game. Tell everybody about that, where they can listen to it. Your latest episode is up this week. It's awesome. It's hilarious. If you like laughter, you will get plenty of that. Give everybody the download on Two Girls in a Game.
0: Well, you can find us at on Twitter at Two Girls in a Game. And we're also on Facebook. Basically find us wherever you download your podcast. And the link is also on the Curling Zone website. And yeah, give us a, give us a try. We're a lot of fun. We love the game.
3: Uh, it's, we all do. We all do it because we love this game. And it's just awesome. It's a lot of fun. Just thank you so much for this couple, you know, 15 minutes of fun for joining us. We'll definitely get you back on again, Lori.
0: Oh, I would love that. And we need to reciprocate as well. We could do a crossover sometime.
3: Anytime. Just let us know. Sounds Joe, great. Joe is the star, but Joe, is as always, people can listen to us on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, certainly TESN.us forward slash podcast. Your home. Go back and listen to past episodes as this is episode 41. Appreciate the rich Ruinen, the skip of Team Persinger. Uh, Joining us a little bit earlier, John Killer, and the event manager for the 2018 World Men's Curling Championships, and obviously Lori here from Two Girls in a Game. We will do this again from Las Vegas, Joe, and we will do it by phone. We'll get you involved. Guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Thanks for being with us on this edition of the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Follow Price and the 12th Inn Sports Network crew on Twitter and Facebook stay up on our weekly contest giveaways and guests for upcoming episodes of the extra extra in podcast powered by isogenics
0: Llegó la venta envuelve la alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra
4: 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.